Naz, we, for you and I and Amy, um, although she had a blackout and got lost on the call, forgot uh, in our record with Melissa to do a thing, a uh, call out. So here it is. I'm leaving it on your answering machine and that's of limited utility, but that's what's happening. Um, so hi, uh, thanks for listening and if you would like to give us some ideas about people to ask for their guides to surviving, please get in touch. We've got an email address now. It's not a pretend one. It's real. Backlash at survivors.guide. That's right. It is an actual thing. Backlash at survivors.guide. Uh, get in touch for any reason whatsoever. And Naz is technically here because we are on his uh, voicemail. So this is not uh, like outside of what I'm allowed to do. This is, you know, this is legit. This is okay. It's, we're okay. We're cool. We're cool. Okay. Thanks, Naz. Talk soon. Bye. Welcome to yet another episode that you've clicked on Call the Survivors Guy with Nazim Hussain. Uh, once again, here with me, Amy Ruffle and James Milsom, but a little less of him because he's clearly lost at least, I would say, 100 grams of hair. Very nice effort. Who did that? I'm not accusing you of having an illegal haircut, but it looks pretty professional, James. What did you yes. do? It doesn't look professional. It looks like it, another guy in the barracks did it for me. But you're not in the <laughs> army, mate. So how did you? <laughs> it does look. Yeah, you do look very passive, GI Jane. Another guy in the pacifist barracks, where we all just sit around <laughs> and talk about rainbows and flowers. <laughs> Who did not it? Not having known what your hair looks like before, do you mm. shave your head regularly, or is this an ISO style this is, move? I just did. I needed a freshen up. You know, sometimes you just need a freshen, uh, and so. Yep. Oh, and also, I don't like going to the head. Well, in addition to not being allowed to go to the hairdresser, I'm not. I don't really like going to hairdressers because I don't. I always feel bad if I don't talk to them, but I mm. also do not want to talk to them. Mm. Um, so it's a you know that's a that's a bad cocktail of emotions. No. True. It's it's a lot. It's a lot to carry. I try to say one thing to the <laughs> listeners. To the listener, if there's even just one, that voice you're hearing right now is our secret surprise guest. Who, by the way, I don't even know why we keep it a surprise because they already know. They, that's why they clicked well, on this. Do we keep it a surprise? Do you, do you use us as a promo hook? <laughs> yeah. We use it as a promo hook so that they click on it. And don't then it bury the lead, Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> She's not even on the episode. It's not even Melissa Leong. We've got a <laughs> Melissa Leong impersonator. But no, guys, you, this is what a treat we have today. We've got like, uh, I, you know, the logos are supposed to happen this year and pretty much unanimously across all media, they decided that obviously no one could vote for the logos, but if there was going to be an award, a logie, the best new television talent, it would go to our guest for this episode, Melissa Leong. Welcome, Melissa. Yay! Thank you. Thanks, Mum. Thanks for, <laughs> Thanks, you know, no, it wasn't. my rent for all those free last years. <laughs> but everyone loved you. You I made it. it. Yes. You made it. 
You made it so much that like you've got that same weird excitement around you that Waleed had before he won the gold Logie where everyone was like, this person can do no wrong. We've got to find <laughs> dirt on her. And Let's fall- dig. Dig, but there's nothing. I've tried to dig. I've met you in person. And <laughs> you don't have found anything. There's nothing. I mean, I've been, you know, I haven't gone through the garbage bin, but I've been asking all the uh, questions. She seems oh, pretty well, legit. Oh, well, I, I do try to be legit. Thanks. Thanks so much for, <laughs> you know, <laughs> improving me. Do I get a tick from you? Do I get like a brown tick? My tick is worth is that, nothing. Yeah? In fact, it's probably worth the opposite of nothing. It's oh, well, it's 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 a it's a it's a liability. My approval. Oh, so, no, no, I wholeheartedly disagree. You are a sterling stand-up citizen of humanity. I'm going to and use it that is a quote. Pleasure being your friend, Nazim. Oh my God, that's going on my next year's <laughs> comedy festival poster. <laughs> it's a pleasure being your friend, Nazim. <laughs> Melissa Leong. <laughs> I'm going to sell tickets to my comedy show off the back of that. <laughs> oh, depending, on, depending on how much they dig and what they find out, you may it may or may not have more or less currency, you know, in a year's time. But you know, I, I, I you have my permission to use that if it helps. Thank you, you very much. I mean, you, you um, remind me that Australia ha- or wishes they were Hollywood because no one probably even knows that there's even a paparazzi in Australia. But you often get followed by the paparazzi, and um, I mean, you just you don't. You know, it's Australia. There's no, we don't have a glitzy elite social circle that you mix in. So when have you been followed by the paparazzi? What are you doing? Where have I been followed? I usually get followed to the supermarket. So, (laughs) I mean, this is, this is, you know, what it's like at the moment. I mean, I, the show went to air, COVID happened. We can't go anywhere anyway. Um, And to be fair, my life probably wasn't that interesting pre-COVID anyway. So it's pretty much just the supermarket. <laughs> and um, and then getting my went going going to um no not Woolies. Um but going to the post office places? and at the organic places. Well we have like a local independent grocer near our oh, yeah. house so we, we tend IGA. to go there mainly because I'm um lazy. And um, and so that's where I go. But um, you know, try to try to do the right thing and shop with small producers. But also, you know, sometimes the supermarkets are there for a reason, and we we definitely need them too. So yep, yeah. But um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, get going to get going to run errands, going to the supermarket, getting my mail. There was a picture of me like with all of these packages that I'd gone to pick up from the post office, and you would think a polite person would watching someone struggle with their <laughs> boxes would, you know, I don't know, offer to help. If you're going to trail me all day, I don't know. I mean, if, just come and say hi, you yeah, know, yeah. bored in your car, just knock on the door. I'll make you a cup of tea. It's okay. <laughs> so well, people have to take a photograph of you struggling with shopping. Pretty much, pretty wow. much. And then um, as we were discussing when we had lunch, because it's winter in Melbourne, yep. wearing jackets as a woman means that potentially you might be, you know, you might be uh, baking a bun, so to speak. Did you hear that, James? The paparazzi thought because Melissa was wearing a jacket that she was keeping warm a baby in her belly. Mm, mm. They don't say that about men, do they? So when they take photos of you at the supermarket or the independent grocer, forgive me, (laughs) um, (laughs) are you like 
What's the scoop there? Are they literally just fishing for just in case the scoop they see? Is- you know, some rando, some rando person that has a job on TV is going to running, uh, you know, going around town running their errands. I don't even know why. <laughs> no, but this that's is how, a thing. I got to be honest. Though. This is what Ooh. I just. Re- this is what celebrity is. People like they're a separate class of citizen. And actually, talking to Melissa right now makes me realize I'm actually not a celebrity. Melissa is, and what makes it so special. Is that I mean? Just look at her, mate. She's 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 Asian, and <laughs> everyone everyone's looking up to her. She's higher than the rest of us. What? Okay. Yeah. Correct, Nazim. I no, am Asian. No, but there's there's a lot of Asians that are like you know, um, but there's not a lot of Asians that have paparazzi, Australian paparazzi chasing them down the supermarket aisles to see what brand of toothpaste she's buying. So. How are you doing during this second lockdown? I mean, it's, um, you know, I feel like the excitement's kind of worn down a little bit. Are you baking bread? Are you, what do actual people that know food do? Like the rest of us, we've been trying to make sourdough and do puzzles. Have you? I haven't been so much making bread. I've been revisiting the comfort classics that I, I ate growing up. So a lot of the food that my mum would have cooked yeah. uh, when I was a kid. So, yeah, yesterday we cooked. You, wait, I wait, can I guess? Like a, I saw you yeah. did the boneless chicken um, that you kept in some sort of broth for many hours and then you put kind it in the of, oven, right? yeah. Something like so that? So I kind of fancied up my mum's Chinese roast chicken so we kind of boned it out or we spatchcocked it so it was flat mm-hmm. and left it in the fridge uh, for a couple of days uncovered so the skin kind of dries out. So that gives oh, you, that sort of guarantees a crispy skin. So what you ended up having was like this really uh, sort of crispy golden kind of almost candied skin, which was really beautiful. Oh, so my God. I was pretty, ha- pretty happy about that. And I mean, I that's... reduced all of the marinade into a really thick sauce so you could kind of like oh, soak it up. That dish that you made sounds like it yeah. took well, a couple of days of marinating, but you weren't waiting. Oh, just a couple of days just in the fridge, just the fridge, drying yeah. out. So it's really just giving mm. up real estate in the fridge, which yeah. is um, at, a, at a, quite the premium in our house. We like yeah. to kind of stack a lot right. of things in there. Is so, your husband, is he, uh, yeah. I know he's a creative, but is he, is he um, a foodie as well? He's a former chef. So, oh, yeah, well, okay. he absolutely, um, so, yes. and, and, and three hat fine dining plus. Is he a three well. hat? So Does... he's a former, you know, he worked at Michel- a Michelin star restaurant oh, in France. Oh, my God. And, you know. Oh. But former though, <laughs> did he leave the industry in disgrace or what? <laughs> They're all in disgrace, aren't they? Um, no, he, uh, as if it couldn't get better for me, he ended up deciding that he wanted to go into bartending. So he learned uh, his craft with some very talented people and he owns a bar in Melbourne called Romeo Lane and that's oh my you know, gosh. It's one, of, yeah. one of Melbourne's best cocktail bars, which is pretty great. So, wow. Yeah. Bloody hell. So did you guys both, I mean, did, well, you anyway, did you, how did you inherit this this sort of this food interest? Was it, was it your mum? Was it your dad or was it? I think just being Singaporean, it's just part of the DNA. There's no do you like food. It's just it's assumed that you are into food if you're Singaporean. So drinking culture, drinking culture is perhaps not as prevalent in as a form of socialization um, in in my experience anyway. And and certainly when you go, you know, when you travel sort of through various parts of Asia, um, depending on, you know, religious belief and and just sort of general culture, um, you know, it's not sort of as 
full on a thing. But, you know, having said that, I've spent, you know, a fair few late nights with um, expat friends in, in Hong Kong and, and also local friends in Hong Kong as well. And, you know, everybody enjoys imbibing from time to time, but it's usually connected with food. It's not so yeah. much just going out to drink. Yes. So that's probably one thing I would, um, you know, I would say, you know, I, I love the Australian culture of going and, you know, meeting up at the pub and, and, you know, having a couple of pints and, you know, watching a game or just catching up and, and that kind of thing. It's, you know, there's something really lovely about that yeah. and it, you know, makes me very proud to be Australian. But I also value the other side of things where, you know, my, my heritage is, is really about the food and, you know, if I hadn't have been paying attention, I might not have a job. So, <laughs> you know, it's, it's pretty great. Another thing about Australian food culture and Nazim's um, fridge is a good example of this, is oh slovenly <laughs> fridge organisation. Yes. Things Look. either either just like lots of sort of residue of past my muscle chef meals, like sort of sticky. Don't tell the Melissa shelves. that. Don't tell or Melissa that. Like or oh like that's God. Nazim's example, or like my parents' example, just things stacked on top of each other. Yeah. Sauces pouring out all over the place. Mm. Like jars of stuff that they don't know what they are. Do, how, how, how do you feel about fridge organisation? I feel like fridge organisation is something that you come to appreciate um, perhaps in your 30s and onwards. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, for, for me, I'm a condiment fiend. So we, you know, a good chunk of the top part of our, our fridge, you know, is home to all of our condiments. But I'm, you know, the more I think about, you know, my, my fridge sort of situation, um, you know, I, I do think that it, categorizing and grouping things is a really good thing because, you know, if you just have everything shoved in there, you don't know what use by dates are coming up. You don't know, you know, which area of condiments are, you know, where, where's the, where's the French's mustard and the ketchup versus the, you know, the exo sauce and the, you know, um, uh, the, the ketchup manis or something like that. So I kind of like to categorize things in terms of general usage. So, mm-hmm. you know, okay. things that you would use, condiments you would use together or general styles of food. Uh, so we've got, you know, the, the, the junk section and, you know, has it has all of the all of the things that make hamburgers and hot dogs delicious and all of the pickles and, you know, whole other pickle section. And, you know, so there's there's a lot of categorization going on there. But oh then aside from that, this being married triggering. to a chef means that um, use by dates are, you know, are gospel. So okay. you should always. Well, this is yeah. a lot. This is a lot because yeah. this is this is you, 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 she's pushed she's, she's she's touching on a pressure point for me. In yeah. my Mrs. fridge, just had a panic attack. No, this is actually um, this is this is anxiety inducing. If you open my yeah. fridge, yes, everything yeah. looks like it's all over the place. But I'm not yeah. going to eat rotten food because I'll take it out and then I'll look yeah. at the use by date. I'll be like, oh, that yeah. expired three months ago, and I'll, I'll chuck it away. <laughs> I'm not just going to eat it. But like, so. Okay, that's where I'm at. Well, there's, you know, there was this thing I keep reading about, which is, you know, the the battle between um, sort of, you know, people who read the use by dates and pretty much anyone from an ethnic background. So for me, you know, (laughs) it's true. You open it and you smell it and you kind of use your sensory judgment to go, this is still good. (laughs) And... I That's still me. err on that side. I okay, still err okay, on that side okay. a little bit. Uh, However, Joe is a fan of, you know, checking the use by date or if it's something that we've made, we'll put, you know, a piece of masking tape on how it. How do you know your use by date for your food you've made yourself? 
Well, because you'll put the date you made it, so you can work your way back from so, that. So, how, so I've six made months just... ago, then maybe it goes. <laughs> 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 I don't know. We usually things that things that are going off faster tend to be we put oh, at the front. The chicken front curry. So you use them first. Just made a chicken curry. What, yeah. what, how many how many days have I got? Three to four days. I would say. Okay, I think I'm sticking three, to that. Fish yeah, curry. Yeah, I would. Fish curry. I would say fish fish curry. I'd be I'd be getting rid of that. You know, by sort of the second the second or third day. Okay, sure. I might be breaking that yeah. a little bit. Dep- um, but- like it really depends yeah. if you're using. Like it depends on the fish as well. If it's sort of yeah. a um, a meatier fish, you can probably get away with an extra day. I would say. I don't know if there's any science to that, mm. but in my mind, that makes sense. So you know, wow. hey, don't. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, no, rice. Real- rice is one that is you know you yeah. need to throw it out within two days because rice is one of the biggest um, magnets for bacteria and getting people sick. Um, so if you have even in the fridge, device, even in the fridge. What about um, the freezer? If, you Can know, you put it in, chuck it in the freezer? No, it's pretty I, gross then, look, isn't it? You're asking a Chinese person if you can freeze yeah, I know. cooked rice. That's I'm that, saying no blasphemous. on that one. No, no, that feels I'm wrong. saying chuck it out and start again. It <laughs> yeah, feels yeah. wrong yeah, in yeah, my no, bones right. and in my soul. So I'm I feel bad no for even that asking one. that question. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> that was a stupid question. No, okay. No, you're all right, man. <laughs> what, what, about, uh, what about the categorization of the condiments? Is there yeah. like a system there? Dewey Decimal? Dewey Decimal system. Look, I'm not that crazy about it but I kind of just group it into general genres of food so Mm. you know all of the um you know American style you know things that I like so I'm obsessed with hot dogs and 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 cheeseburgers just obsessed Um, so we have yeah we have a whole section in the fridge for you know French's mustard and for you know all kinds of ketchups and uh and then you know all of the burger pickles and things like that do you get invited anymore to your friend's houses for dinner or or is there too much pressure on on the host well most of my friends are chefs so they don't sweat that kind that kind of thing and I don't know I mean I I love good food and but I'm not going unless you're paying me I'm not going to sit there and judge your food obviously I love being cooked for a lot of people are afraid more afraid to cook for Joe because oh, he is an amazing amazing chef oh, and when no. he you know when Former you come chef. over for dinner at our place he really busts out you know the finesse <laughs> um but <laughs> but I really just I love food that other people have cooked that, you know, just because they've cooked it and it's yeah. an opportunity to catch up and to bond with people and that has its own integrity. So I don't, it's not about food needing to be, to be fancy. Simple food can be some of the most delicious food ever, you know. Just like some rice that you've frozen one time a few <laughs> weeks ago, thaw that out, pop it on, pop it in the micro. Just a three-day-old yeah. fish curry. Why not? I may never know. Who, depending <laughs> on your freezing you techniques, you, know, you could put one over me. <laughs> Can I ask a question, Naz? Yep. Have you been trying to, like, wheedle out, like sneakily wheedle out of Melissa some, like, whether she's pregnant so that we can leak it to a pap for profit? <laughs> Like I've been wondering if you've been you you've been wanting no. to like hear whether she's having soft cheeses or anything. <laughs> oh my god! So you know what, James? Of all the guests we've had, this is actually like actual <laughs> tangible advice, not like stupid mm. comic advice that doesn't make any sense. This is well, something we can take. Emailed me. She's like, you know, <laughs> what's something you're an expert in? And I was like, oh, that's. <laughs> 
that's I had homework for this. No, I genuinely, I, uh, me and our listeners are pretty uninformed. So this okay. is really this. You're going to improve our lives. We'll we'll let oh, you know. Thanks. We'll send you the fan mail. Oh, thanks. Well, you know, give. I'm always I'm always open to feedback and doing better. So you know, I, I may regret saying that, but yeah, give give us some feedback. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, and a hey, listener, if you if you if your fridge is uh, is looking like crap, send us a before photo and an after photo, and I'll send it on to Melissa, um, so that you can feel good. Done. About I'll give you some. I'll give you some advice. Some advice. Oh, great. <laughs> Fantastic. Thanks so much for coming <laughs> on, Melissa. Thank you for having me. 